Greetings urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Farmer Greg here, and welcome to the 762nd episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where every day we work together to educate and inspire you to become part of your food revolution. I want to take a moment and introduce you to Denali Canning. They're an incredible company that makes canning and food preservation products. They are our sponsor this month, and we really appreciate and love that their products. Enjoy. Today on our podcast, we have a couple of friends who are building a path to better food preservation and homesteading. We're talking with Trent Pisano and Prince Singh from Denali Canning about the future of home preservation. Prince is the visionary co-founder of Denali Canning on a mission to ignite your love for preserving and making the best food for your families. With a deep commitment to fostering a thriving community, connecting with influential minds, and curating top-tier products. Trent is the co-founder of Denali Canning and a kind of homesteading superhero. Working mostly behind the scenes, he's always pushing for products that hit the sweet spot between practicality, quality, and good old-fashioned fun. Transmission is to bring a sprinkle of joy to self-sufficiency and to help mold a vibrant, resilient community of modern-day homesteaders with best-in-class canning and preservation products. Denali Canning is a company that was founded to foster a community of creativity, open-mindedness, and heartfelt service through food preservation. They believe that food plus family equals freedom, and Denali is on a mission to help guide you along the path to better canning, preservation, and homesteading every single day. Welcome to the show today, Trent and Prince. Are you ready to rock? Let's go. Awesome. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the beautiful things about Denali Canning, it was found during a very strange time in the U.S. during the pandemic. Yeah. And what we realized was there was a very high demand for good quality products. And that's what we wanted to hit and resolve for the community of homesteaders and preservers out there in the country. So as soon as we realized that we had a hit product in our hands, we wanted to make sure that quality, trust, and family were one of our biggest things and our missions when getting going. Me and Trent have built many businesses before, so we took the knowledge and the experience of building off that and creating a community that could trust our product, that wants to grow with our brand, and that led us to finding one of our best winning offers, which was the five-pack. So the five-pack was when we caught some rhythm. We initially started off with 12 packs and we changed over to the five pack and that made the world of difference, especially being in the canning season. A five pack of? Lids. Ah. So a total, so we used to sell them basically one pack of 12 and we changed it over to a five pack of 60 and that bulk, the bulk ordering, it was that sweet spot that the customers really wanted. And especially during that time, I'm going to let Trent take it away. Trent here. And to build on that base, we kept doubling down on every production run. So when we did realize that we had caught some traction in the home canning and preserving industry, 
And this is also coming from another business that was currently failing in an outdoors activities and outdoors products business. That's where the name Denali had originally come from because we were selling winter gear and it parlayed into home preservation because it was a tangent category of that main business that we were originally having not so much success with. And then once we did catch wind of how well one of our passions for preservation was catching along with the industry and the community, which supports us in full on this mission, basically we would just say, okay, we ran out of product again because it sold so well. We had raving reviews about it. People were excited that there was another company or another team that was igniting the fire back into modern day homesteading. And we doubled down for about a year straight of production runs, then expanding to over 200 retail stores, 100,000 customers over a two to three year, the initial period of scaling up. And then obviously now catching on into new products such as pressure canners, food dehydrators, and some new products in the pipeline beyond that. Wow. That brings us to here. And so here's what I got to know. I look at you two guys and you guys don't strike me as canning people. Now I can I canned my first things. I canned my first things in 1979. I was 18. I had a peach tree in my backyard yeah. and I learned from a neighbor's mom how to can. Yeah. And so I know the value of canning and what I'm really curious about is what got you two to say, you know what, we're going to start with canning lids and expand it from there. How <laughs> yeah, did that absolutely. happen? So I say, yeah, go, Trent, go ahead and start off like how we got to the specific product. And then I'll take over and talk about more of like how it became part of our life in a sense. Sure. So originally we were not as familiar. And as we were newbies to the canning and home preservation industry, we knew about dehydration and some other kitchen techniques for preserving fresh harvest, your gardens. And throughout my life, canning was never that big, but I did have relatives and family members who would do this religiously. And also some, one of my good friends as well, back from Northern New Jersey, he would do this religiously every year and can for the entire winter. And I actually, bounced a lot of ideas off of him originally too. And still to this day, annually, I'll go over and he'll can a lot of stuff and I'll nice. go over and he's more of the pro and he's actually been some of the original testing for some of these products. Now, originally falling into canning was half by chance, half by, we were very interested in what was going on with the world. And we said, I think we need to run with this because this could be a big trend for healthier, more sustainable living across the United States, especially during turbulent times of the beginning of the pandemic. And we saw this trend rising and we said, I think this is important for people to understand preservation of your own food can be as we live through turbulent times. And I totally get that. And I am a, I've said this many times, my listeners know this, that growing food in your front and backyards and in urban areas is the, with a capital T, solution to our global food problem. We have a global food system that is a wreck. 
And, Absolutely. and part of the fix is making sure that we can preserve it. So when I found you guys a year and a half ago, it's, oh my gosh, what are these guys up to and how can we yeah. play? Because I love your message, Prince. Absolutely. And on my end, whereas Trent had a little bit of knowledge of tanning, I was absolutely new to the industry. And when I discovered tanning, one of the first things I felt like I needed to do was learn more about it, become part of the community, understand what tanning is and the power of it. So as soon as I was able to start diving into canning, I, re I realized the power immediately. I was able to see that this is a very, first of all, fun activity to do because I started doing it with my mom. And, oh, nice. two, and two, it's something that's going to take care of the family long term. So not only did we have some great conversations while we were initially figuring out how to use the canner, how to use the water bath canner, how to test the lids, but it inspired something more out of me in terms of I have to make this a part of my life. And for somebody that, you know, didn't live on a farm, this wasn't something that I was typically brought up to. This was something I discovered just from my business ventures, doing research, looking at the industry, things of that nature. As soon as I did my first round of canning, water bath canning, I discovered that this has to be a part of my life. And on top of that, building the community, right? Working with influencers, talking with creators, I'm able to hear a lot of their stories and how they start. What are they doing now? How have they evolved? And that has just helped me not only grow my desire to do it more and more, but also educate me on so many different aspects of uh, preserving and homesteading that I was in attune to. And so now I'm working on starting my own garden, small little garden, and I want to eventually turn that into a little pantry in my home. And even experiment with some cultural things, since I'm from Punjab, which is Northern Indian, see how I can bring those two worlds together and see what I can create. But something from not knowing what it was to now being very passionate about it and really making it more part of my lifestyle. So I love it. Absolutely. How do you guys know each other and how long have you known each other? Yeah, we've known each other for a very long time. We actually met in college. So Trent was a sophomore in college. I was a freshman in college and he was probably one of the first people I really connected with. Uh, we were both on the track team. As soon as we started talking, we just knew we were very similar minded. We, we both had a, a goal to do something bigger than just the regular corporate lifestyle that most people work really hard to achieve. Yep. And that's our kind of founding moment when we got to college. And then it's really just evolved. And I'll let Trent speak on from college to now, how we've just grown as friends and family so i think one fun point to touch on about how we originally met and what we first did is <laughs> funny i didn't think about it just until now on the podcast where our first business that the two of us had started was an off-campus meal plan because we did not believe in what? the campus food at our university yeah Yo. wow <laughs> so it's funny i didn't even realize that but now thinking about that and thinking about what we're selling and producing now, it goes hand in some of our long-term beliefs about the food system. Wow. How awesome is that? So you guys recently went to a homesteading event and you had yep. a, pl a plan for it to go a particular way and it didn't happen that way. What happened? Yeah. So this was our first ever homesteading event ever in person. So we were super excited, but we actually went out there initially. We were like, hey, we're going to get a boost. We're going to sell our products. We're going to let people know about Denali Canning. It's such an awesome brand. When we got out there, we were like, 
you know what? We're different. We're a, a young company in a very old industry. And so we decided that we were brainstorming. We were sitting down in the hotel room and we're like, how do we make this fun? We don't need to focus on the sales and the numbers like that. How do we make this a fun experience for everybody that's there? So from our initial plan of, oh, let's go sell, let's make some profits. We actually did a full 360 audible and we made it into a game, right? And we had a wheel and on the wheel, we had a multitude of prizes or even like special discount codes. And what we basically did was like, hey, let's just get information. Let's get names, emails, and phone numbers. And that should be our goal, not try to make a profit, but to get our customers info and make the brand awesome. And so when we actually got there to the event, we had two different games, actually. So we had one game, which was just put in the information and spin the wheel. And then the other one was we had a bunch of mason jars laid out and then it was like a ring toss. So, oh, no as people, way. yeah. <laughs> so as people were walking through this whole like event, no, no other table was really set up like ours, right? We had two different games. We were giving away prizes and we had a grand prize. We were giving away a pressure canner at the end of every day. So, oh. so that was like an additional chance to win. So there was a lot of people that were signing up and they wanted to participate. And not only because of that, so it's not only did we connect with a lot of customers, a lot of people felt less resistance to come up to our table. So we were able to have a lot of great conversations about their canning experience. Some still feared pressure canning and we were able to talk about our pressure canner and how it's built for the first time user. And we were able to also get feedback on maybe some other products in the industry and mm -hmm. our own product, right? Because there were some people that showed up that used our product and they were like, oh, okay, so these are the co-founders. You are the guys that found it. And it was just a very special moment because they got an opportunity to meet us and we got an opportunity to meet them and really finally put like a face to the brand that's been very viral within the community for a two-year period. Yeah. Awesome. So when you said ring toss, I had this thing that flashed through my head. <laughs> you would use large canning lids and put small canning jars there and you would throw the large canning lids onto the small canning jars. Is that what you did? Yep. So we use the wide we use the wide rings and we use yeah. the the regular size jars and we just had them laid out and then if somebody got there was a few people that actually hit it it was very hard because it was like very bouncy yeah. but there's oh, a few yeah. people that hit it and they they won I think it was like 50 tickets and that was huge because then they had 50 tickets we had five prizes laid out and they could choose there was like either a 60 pack a 24 pack and a few other things and then basically mm -hmm. they were able to drop in uh, whatever they wanted and then at the end which was super cool. Trent was emceeing and we were like, everybody come over here. It's time to announce the prizes. And like, we had a little crowd of, I don't even know what was like 30 to 40 people just around us. And we had a volunteer that was like, Hey, would you like me to take pictures? And she started taking pictures for us. And it was just, you know, it really felt like a community and yeah. it was so fun. Super fun. Awesome. You guys are making something that isn't necessarily fun. Maybe it has been fun in the past, but you're bringing the fun and excitement back around to it. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. We try our yeah. best. <laughs> well, I get, like, you know, talking to you guys, you're infectious with this conversation, which is cool. And Trent, I want to ask you, so being an entrepreneur, you've had multiple businesses. I've had multiple businesses. There's times in our businesses that we're stumbling along thinking to ourselves, maybe, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? 
and then something happens something that tells you that oh my gosh this is exactly the reason i'm doing this have you had anything like that happen Yes. So there's one time I would like to paint a picture of, and that is when we originally were fulfilling items ourselves and Prince and I were up probably 24 hours a day for a week straight when some of our first production runs were coming in and we would fulfill hundreds of orders every day. And we would sit there, label printing, packing, doing everything. And we would invite friends to help us. We would pay them as we could. And this was out of one of my old startup offices when I was working for a healthcare startup, which was only a two-person company too. All small stuff. And eventually we scaled out of that extra office space I had been paying for. And we went to one of Prince's actual family houses. And we converted <laughs> the entire first floor of the house to wow. a essentially warehouse facility. But yeah. leading up to the, yeah, and leading up to the best moment was probably when the fire marshal said, you have to move all these boxes. <laughs> when the fire marshal came one afternoon and said, you have to get these boxes out of here or else we are going to fine you because you're doing too much warehouse stuff out of this residential house, which we did have registered actually is doing business out of legally. So it was just too much going on. And we were right next to a fire station is where the house was. Oh. And that night we spent the entire night with Prince's brother and myself. And we loaded up three U-Haul trucks and drove them two hours south to our current warehouse, which is about 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia on the New Jersey side. And that warehouse, we had just gotten a lease on about one week prior. So when we finally finished probably at 6 a.m. after transporting all these boxes, we realized, wow, this warehouse has so much extra space. We need to sell a lot more to be able to fill it. And, oh, nice. And I remember just one of the most fun times was when we took that final selfie of Prince and I holding up our products. This is when the canning bands rings were just released. And when we got the delivery from our production facility, they were overflowing outside the house. We had boxes in the front yard everywhere. And then we had moved them all to the warehouse overnight. The next day, it was like the fire marshal did not know what happened. There was nothing left in the house and everything was now at our warehouse. And we said, okay, now we really need to get to business. And I remember having a picture of me sleeping on the middle of the floor of the warehouse. And that's when I said, wow, we have something really big that started. Yeah. Nice. That was such an amazing, just hearing it back. It's not even a thought that honestly, as you're running a business and you're trying to build a community, it's not something you think about often, but just hearing it back and hearing that story and now thinking about just <laughs> that, that 48 hour stretch, it's so crazy. Number one, just like realizing, okay, at that point, how much we have had accomplished, but two, how quickly we were able to do that. And that is one of the coolest things about our brand too, is we're able to take feedback in or we're able to take any situation in and really be super lean about it and go with the flow with it. And I think that was one of the best stories of us being yeah. able to do that and refrain from getting fined. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also to jump in to finalize that, it was great that we had a lot of family members supporting us through this time that would allow us to use extra space of houses. It, even when we were overflowing out of our offices and everywhere else, 
and having them ready on call for, hey, we might need you to spend all night with us bringing boxes down two nice. hours south and driving a big truck that they've never driven before down to a warehouse. <laughs> wow. Nice. Congratulations. I, I had an, an experience like that back in 2008. We were selling stainless steel water bottles. And oh, yeah. I was in this teeny little office. We were shipping 100 orders a day and the entire hall was filled with boxes of incoming stainless steel water bottles and we were packaging them and getting them out as quick as we could. So as you were sharing that, I was revisiting that and revisiting the excitement of yeah. actually having yeah. something work because as entrepreneurs, we work so dang hard. Absolutely. So when it sparkles, it's yes, let's do it. So yeah, I, I, I want to ask you guys a question that maybe we should have asked earlier. And that is, what is canning? For our listeners that maybe don't know what canning is, who can give me just a quickie, what is canning? I'll jump in Trent here. So canning, there's many senses to it. It is preserving what you have in your garden, whether you're urban, whether you're rural, and transforming your homegrown produce into basically treats, snacks, food that is shelf sustainable for many years to come. It is a method of food security for you and your family and your friends or neighbors. And then canning in the literal sense is putting homegrown produce into mason jars, capping it, sealing it with a metal lid and using a processing technique of water bath or pressure canning and preserving your food for years to come. Nice. And so that's one of your products. So actually two of your products are the lids themselves. That's where you guys started, right? Yeah. And then a pressure canner. And what makes your pressure canner different? Oh, there's so many reasons. <laughs> um, one of the biggest things that we built into our canner. So a fun fact was the canner was built with feedback from the customers. One of the things that we harped on this harp podcast, we harp on every, everywhere we go is our community. And so we got some feedback from one of our big influencers. We got feedback from customers and we basically compiled all this feedback. And when we went to the production side of the canners, we were like, how do we make this a canner that hits the price gap that is great for a first time user and can be used anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so one of the few things that makes our canner different is number one, it has extra safety features. So it has extra valves, it has lock and handles, so when somebody's going to go use our pressure canner, they're going to feel the safest. Number two, we have the, the visual dial gauge, which makes it easier to tell where the pressure is. Some uh, offer it, some don't, but we wanted to make the whole experience as easy as possible. So we put that in there. And then the, bo the bottom of the canner is the all stovetop. So it could be used on any type of gas, electric. It doesn't matter. You can use it on any type of stovetop. And that allows for usability anywhere. Those are some of the things that separate us. Did I miss anything, Trent? Included, the dial gauge does make the process easier. There is also the original weighted gauges as well. So it gives optionality. It brings optionality to a pressure canner. And yes, I think you mentioned the, there's two safety valves that are for emergency pressure release if it gets overheated. Nice. And I could also use it on my wood-burning stove then. Yes. And we call it the tanker. So our appliances, as a fun fact, they have their own names. So the pressure canner is the tanker. 
And then our dehydrator is the beast. The beast. Oh, nice. So tell me about your dehydrator. Trent, you want to talk about the beast? The beast is our eight layer stainless steel dehydrator. It's great for first time users because we have preset temperature settings. There are 10 different temperatures that you can go to, which are the most popular dehydrating settings for any type of dehydrating that you could need, whether you're doing herbs from your garden, whether you're doing beef jerky, whether you're doing even salmon, cod jerky, chicken, liver, any type of meat, it gets up to the right temperatures for jerkies, as well as some of our favorites, which is when it is in season, making fresh apple chips. And I think that's what I've used mine most for. And Prince is definitely very good at making spiced apple chips as well. That's probably what our favorite is, especially being up in Northern New Jersey. There's a ton of fresh apple farms that are popping up all fall. So that's the main time when we're using it. So we expect that to start to pick up again soon. But yeah, the dehydrator was just a very easy next product that was obvious for us because we also loved dehydrating and we said, why don't we just make another dehydrator that's great for beginners, but also will last for years for any advanced consumer as well. And that's how we ended up on it. And we said, let's make it stainless steel. Let's make it easy to use. It comes with a hundred recipes that yep. I also semi-made with Prince, as well as some that are more famous recipes for jerkies and things that need to be a little bit more precise. So we put everything that we get feedback from other customers, other competitors, and we put everything, mash it up so that it's the best on the market. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. So you have canning lids where it all started. You have a pressure canner. You have a dehydrator. Is there anything else? As of this moment, our items that we are working on behind the scenes diligently with, but right now they are unreleased. We have some other preserving products such as a vacuum sealer. We have some outdoor products that I don't know if we should really get into yet, but it's a tangent niche, but we have some things in the pipeline, but only those four SKUs right now. Yeah. Nice. And our whole strategy is even now to long-term is to build off the community build off what we're learning more about with the current times and with our customers. And you'll see that through our product releases. It's going to tell a very nice story. <laughs> nice. Nice. And for our listeners, you have a special offer. Yeah, hundred percent. So for you guys, for listening to us, listening to our story, we truly appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in today. So we wanted to offer you guys a $15 off of a purchase of $75 or more. And so this was the perfect price point because when I was thinking about this offer, I was like, how do I create the best value for the listeners here? This is a perfect price point. If you're going to bulk up for the canning season, or if you're going to buy one appliance, you're going to get this discount automatically. So this is the perfect medium point. So $15 off purchase of 75 or higher, use the code urban farm and get your discount today. <laughs> nice. It's nice. One of the things that we do at Urban Farm U and my Urban Farm Fruit Tree Program is we are educators. We like to bring people in. The reason that I do this podcast, first of all, is so that I can learn new things every day when I'm interviewing people. And that is one of the key things that's really cool about Denali Canning is that you are doing a lot with building community and educating. Tell me about it. Yeah, absolutely. It is my favorite thing to do when I wake up in the morning and I think about how can I improve the community? 
That's what gets me out of bed every single day. And that's one of the reasons why we're here today. So I remember reaching out to you initially, Greg, and that's how we started the conversation. Because you already have a platform, you're already inspiring so many more homesteaders and preservers in the world already. And when we get into how-tos and classes, the first train of thought was like, hey, we're a company that is building great quality products, but how do we make the experience even better for everybody? Let's educate them. Let's inspire them. Let's give them some crazy recipes they never thought about that some of our creators do every year and they love. And that was the start. And so now what we do is we have on our social media, on our YouTube, everywhere, we have a bunch of how-to videos. So how to get started with our pressure canner, how to get started with dehydrating, how to can specific recipes from doing jams to meats to everything in the middle. And then even on the dehydrating side, now we've been starting and you can do fruit leather, strawberries, kiwis. So even a vast variety of tutorials that when people are getting started out, they can go check out our channel and start learning and start figuring out how to do certain things so they can see for themselves. And to keep that momentum going and keep building the community, we also have our awards, which when you purchase with us, any type of anything you do with us, you're going to get rewarded. You're going to get either store credit or you're going to get a discount to, again, whenever you want to come back to Denali Canning and you want to purchase something, you'll have something that's going to help you save money, time, everything in between. And then on top of that, every week we do what we call is the Denali Post. So if you guys are signed up for our newsletter, if you haven't, go to our website. You'll see a beautiful pop-up come out. You'll get a discount. You'll get a free checklist and you'll get some extra goodies. I'm not going to tell you, but go ahead and sign up. But every Wednesday we send out the Denali Post, which is our weekly highlight. So we it starts off with chatting out some of our influencers, some fun fact or something that's relevant to the industry that week. And then we end off with reviews and things of that nature. So it's always different. It's always new and it's always refreshing. So that's something we do every week to get people engaged and let people know what we're up to. And this is something you're not doing all the education. You're just bringing influencers together yeah, and bringing in this rock star over here to talk about maybe canning pickles and so on. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's working on creating a win-win situation. So when we connect with influencers, they need good quality products. They need good quality lids and rings. And so we're able to work with them and be like, hey, what are you guys up to this season? And most of them have their own brand. So we have worked with influencers that are releasing classes and we're like, all right, let us know. We're going to put them on our website. So if you go to our website, we have the Denali Classroom tab. And you'll see that we have Ooh. one of our influencers, the homesteading family. We have a few of their classes right there. And so we have this very genuine relationship with all our influencers. And when they're working on releasing something, we're going to help them. And they do the same for us. And it's just this effortless relationship that's just growing every time we communicate, every day. And it gets me hyped. It gets me hyped because I'm starting to see the impact, not only for the people involved, like us as a brand and the influencers, but the community as well, because now the community has a little hub. So I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're creating this community educational food preservation hub out there. Yeah. And that was the vision. And it's super amazing just to see it come to life. And there's so much more coming. There's uh, what I'm noticing. So we're on video today, so I can see both your smiling faces. Yeah. And I can feel the energy coming through about what you guys are doing. You guys are yeah. lit up about this, aren't you? We love it. We love it. 
we love it every single day. Nice. 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 All right. So Denali Canning is your website, D-E-N-A-L-I-C-A-N-I-N-G.com. Yep. And if you want your $15 discount on orders of $75 or more, go there and use Urban Farm as the as the discount code. Got that right? Yep. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to shift on you and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed how you overcame that failure and what you might've learned from it. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the stories that come to mind is one with our wide lids. We started a brand off, we got some great momentum and this was one of the first obstacles that came. And so it was a really great testing point for how strong are we gonna stand behind our three statures, family, quality and trust. So it all started with a few messages through customer support that I had a wide lid failure, the lids buckled on me, and we got probably two requests, and we were like, okay, maybe it's probably user error, and then it jumped up to 10, and so when we got 10, that started to, okay, there's something that needs to be fixed, and so we started realizing, hey, so we started looking into the product ourselves, doing some internal testing in our homes, and reaching out to production, and we realized, okay, there is a buckling issue with our lids. And so at that point, we could have done a few things, but we wanted to do something that, again, we're building a community on trust. And so that was our biggest factor. And so what we did was, which was super cool, found all the customers that ordered the wide lids during that time range. We reached out to them and let them know about the situation. And we said, hey, if you have any issues, if you had any issues, reach out to us. We're going to send a replacement or we're going to give you a refund. And when the new and improved lids come in, we're going to send you the replacements Wow! because that is what we stand for, period. You know, if somebody does not have a good experience with Denali Canning is there to serve them and figure out how do we resolve the issue. And so it was a big failure because we stand behind having the best quality products. And when our product started failing, we had to fix that ASAP. Um, And so just going through that journey, go back and make sure everybody was good. And we got great feedback from it. In a sense, even earlier on when we were selling on Amazon with those kind of products, we did get bad feedback from customers and things of that nature, but we were able to go back and resolve that. But it was one of the first times that we were tested and we stood behind our three pillars and it was just a roller coaster of a ride that we were able to go through and come out smoothly. Wow. How did your yeah. customers react? To the, like, sending the replacements, things of that nature? Yeah, how you stood up behind the product. They were well, shocked. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely good feedback, but they were shocked because there's not a lot of companies that go out of their way to reach out to the customer after they realize they messed up. It wasn't a, a super big part of our audience. We could have simply just ignored it and let bygones be bygones and moved on and have whatever it was, like, under a hundred customers just upset at us, but that's not what we stand for. So we were like, Hey, we need to resolve this. And we were able to reconnect. They were shocked. They were super grateful. And that just, again, it amplifies the energy you see here today because everything we're building is truly just pure intention of let's make this community the best it possibly can. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And what do you consider your biggest success, Trent? I think the biggest success, which may sound cliche, but it's building something that is doing something that is the greater good for 
not only our community, humanity is in a weird spot right now. And I think we're catching a lot of success on a trend that I believe is very, very vital and important to our nation. And creating a food supply that's sustainable for families that are rich or that are poor, I think we're building something that's available to everyone. And I think it's something that we will truly be passionate about for the next decade or two, pushing forward on something that's such an important cause for the future of our families, our country and beyond. And beyond the money, beyond what the products are that we sell, just doing something that is for a greater cause than just ourselves. Yeah. Doesn't it feel good to do that? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. We have a a similar set of ethics at Urban Farm. It's about being in integrity and having fun and making a difference in the world. And it's just, it makes sparkle. It really does. (laughs) What drives you guys? And this is a personal question for both of you. So I'd like to hear from both of you. What is the driver behind this for you? Yeah. Yeah, I I can start off. So one of the main things that really drives me is to make a positive impact. And when I was, and I'm currently doing it, was to build a successful business. As a young entrepreneur, coming from a family of entrepreneurs, my family, when I was younger, owned an Indian restaurant for 25 plus years. As a 13-year-old kid, I was there working as a busboy, then being upgraded into a waiter, and then becoming a manager of the restaurant. So I always had this drive to become an entrepreneur. And just being in a hospitality space, I learned how to serve others. So Mm -hmm. that was one of my biggest drivers. But when we got to Denali Canning and I saw the opportunity that the industry had for us, I wanted to go thousand percent and be like, how can we keep improving the impact? Because when it comes to this industry, it's a very old industry that technology didn't meet that a young company like Denali Canning just had a fresh new perspective talking about the educational side, talking about the how-tos, talking about bringing in influencers to, again, allow them to grow their brands and us to grow our brands. So these are these little impacts that I'm already seeing that come from my main source. And that is just to make a positive impact and build trust in all the communities that I can be a part of. Awesome. Thank you, Prince. Trent? This is a tough one because I think what drives me changes throughout the seasons as we build this business into a larger company. And I think what drove me in the beginning was to make an impact and to also do something that I loved and work for myself. And at this point now, it ends up transforming into something bigger. And that is the drive to, like I said earlier, is to make an impact. And personally, the drive now is the impact is on the community, on other Americans and beyond but also on myself, because I see that the possibilities of what you can build are endless at this point. Amen to that. And if you guys could recommend a book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Yeah, absolutely. So I was never a big reader growing up. I actually hated books. So it took until college, my freshman year to become a reader. (laughs) Me too. Me too. I hear you. I don't know why I didn't think the books were worth the while, but funny enough, The first book I ever read was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I just put that on my list because, again, it's for anybody. It doesn't matter where you're from or what you're doing with your life. Think and Grow Rich instilled into me that anything is possible. And it has you do great exercises to start having self-belief. And then when you have self-belief, 
then you can connect with others more. You can build something bigger. And yeah, I always recommend Think and Grow Rich. I think it's a great first book to get into for self-development and then just branch off that. I, I, you brought that up and I'm getting chills down to my toes on this one because <laughs> I have a copy of Think and Grow Rich that is signed. No way. Hold on. By my, <laughs> oh. by my dad. By my dad. And my dad's no longer with us. He passed away about a decade ago. He gave me a copy of Think and Grow Rich when I turned 18 and he inscribed on the front cover of it. I, yeah. And so that's a book that lives with me in more than one way, just the impact yeah. that I made and the impact awesome. that my dad had behind getting me to be self-employed. So that's thanks awesome. for that. Trent, you got yeah. one? Yeah. So my book, which is a very, very popular one, is How to Win Friends and Influence People by mm -hmm. Dale Carnegie. And I read that when I was in my teen years, pretty early on, actually, it was gifted to me. I read it cover to cover multiple times now, as it says in the instruction part <laughs> of the book. Um, yep, exactly. But it is a book and I think it translates to what we're doing now every day in my life because it's basically everything is about relationships, whether it's with family, loved ones, friends, customers, homesteaders, everything is a relationship in life. And yeah. the better you can foster relationships is what that book has told me to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Interest, interesting you should pick that book as well, because as a senior in high school, I actually did the Dale Carnegie course, which came uh, along with a copy of that book. So I read yeah. that. So I read both of those books in my late teens. That's awesome. Yeah. And, right? this, and, this, and a quick side note, right? Gifting. Yeah, please. But Trent gifted me that book. And inside the flap, he wrote, don't forget why you started. So... It's just, again, and that's the power awesome. of relationships, right? Yeah. Even the relationship we curated here, it's we're here together to tackle very similar missions and we're motivating each other to keep going and keep making a positive impact. And I think books is one of those things that allows us to do that very simply by, hey, yeah. this was an amazing experience for me. You should go check it out. So that's why I never, every time I get a book recommendation, I always try my best to read that book because yeah. I know it's coming from a deep spot. It's coming from the heart and it goes a long way. And this is exactly why I asked this question. It's yeah. Like, the question is about what books have framed out our way of being going into the future. So thank you both for that. And what one final piece of advice do you have for us? Chris? Yeah. For me, like I said, at one point in this podcast, I was talking to you guys about my experience with canning and me starting out. And as I've gotten deeper and deeper into the process, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process of everything, but in particular here, when you get into homesteading, enjoy the process of homesteading, preserving food, pour every ounce of love into it, pour every ounce of love into any process, because, you know, it's the best investment you'll ever make. And that's how I feel. Nice. Trent? So my piece of advice for listeners is do what moves you. And there will be millions of others who will also be moved by what you want to do. So follow your passion. There's always going to be a niche or small or large select group of people that are probably going to listen to you and they'll believe in you too. Amen to that. Thank you both so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having us. Oh my gosh. Thank it you has so been, much. <laughs> it has been an absolute blast. I love your guys's energy. You, there's something electric about what you're up to. And I love that. Thank you so much for doing that. Well, appreciate Anytime. it. 
So how can our listeners find out about you, get more information? Let's go there. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us at Denali Canning everywhere. So YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, DenaliCanning.com is our website. Yeah. And if you check out our social media, there's a bunch of cool tutorials on how to get started with dehydrating, canning recipes. So if you're ever about to dehydrate or can and don't know what to do, go check out our social medias. Go check out our directory on our website. We have plenty, plenty, plenty options for you guys. Awesome. Go ahead, Trent. Oh, I was just going to top it off with, or if you want to try and call us, you can call 272 Canning. Yes. Oh, nice. 272 Canning. Yes. (laughs) Gotta love it. Good job, man. Good job. All right. Every angle. (laughs) Right. And so DenaliCanning.com, $15 off your first order with coupon code Urban Farm. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash Denali Canning. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org or send us an email to podcast at urbanfarm.org. In the words of Vincent Van Gogh, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Be encouraged that with each lesson learned and skill developed, you are one step closer in the direction of your dreams.